Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Sportsbet. Get the same game multi feeling this AFL season with Sportsbet. Conditions apply. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan, and Lima. What a legend! This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, it certainly is. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey, Jay, Kath and Lemo. We are miss- missing the magnificent Kath uh, Lockman uh, today. She's got some other things on, so you're stuck with us. And to be honest, Lemo's fresh off a cruise ship. Joey's <laughs> sort of dominant. People talking about him as the best caller in the game. And I have a bit of a raspy voice, so... I'll apologise in advance, but uh, I'm pretty tough, Lemo, so you, I'll try and cope as best as I can. You sound great. You sound gruff. Yeah. I like it. I'm worried about you, Joey. Oh, why is that? Are oh. you okay? Why? This, oh. What's happened? Well, I've read this. This is a headline I've read in the paper. I've got it right here in front of me. It must be true. It's Inside Nick Revolt's Exclusive A-List oh, Boys Trip. Oh, yes. It says ex-AFL star Nick Revolt handpicked a cool group of best mates. <laughs> To join him for an exclusive boys trip on a private jet. And I thought, oh, can't wait to hear about this from Joey. This will be a great trip. And then I thought, Dylan Buckley's there, Bev's there, Gary Lyons there, Eric Banner is there. Wait, but no, well, can you please explain? I absolutely Joey? can, Lemo. That's uh, that is Rui's second, third, fourth, and fifth choice because I did get asked. <laughs> oh, you I did. Was, I got asked before Eric Banner. Right. And I got asked before who else? Fev and every, for, for uh, Dylan Buckley. Unfortunately, Gary they Lyon. went on. They went on Wednesday, and I have work commitments on Wednesday, so I had to politely decline. Right. And then he's gone to his next besties, all those other ones that he right. he speaks to. So no, I uh, couldn't go. Unfortunately. So you were. So you were. You can confirm you were asked. Can confirm I was asked. I had to work, unfortunately. But yes, yeah, uh, I did. Make the trip, but Jay Z normally yes. Lemo's coming, looking fresh, looking sharp. Yes. You look like rubbish. Are you, uh, <laughs> normally, when you, normally you're a bit hungover when you look like that. Are you the raspy voice? Are you okay? You've been a bit sick, buddy. You know that um, you'd be familiar with Michael Jordan, of course. You're big basketball fans, and oh, right. you remember his the, the flu, flu game. game. Oh. You remember the flu <laughs> Is this game? One of your one of your performances. Very courageous. He comes off the canvas in the last <laughs> yeah, quarter and finds it within himself to shoot twenty points or something to win the Bulls. <laughs> another game, quite similar to myself. This is going to go down in the one of the history books is Jay-Z's <laughs> toughest moments. You're an NBA man, Joey. Isn't there a popular school of thought that Michael Jordan was actually hung over yes, that there day? Is. There right. is. No, there is. Here we go. That's um, right. Makes sense. I am not. Oh, I was drinking Lemsip last night, but... Um, I'm, <laughs> Lemsip with vodka. I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried. I'm getting the text messages through from my mates because tomorrow... Tomorrow, so in less than 24 hours, I'm meant to be running a half marathon. You can't do that. With well, some of my best friends. That would be a Michael Jordan flu-like game. You can't no. run half a marathon tomorrow the way you're feeling. No, I think you should. You're soft if you pull out. Last You've got to do it. <laughs> You've got to do it. Last night, I was dead set struggling to get down the hallway in my pyjama pants. And 200 metres feels like a long way at the moment. So if I've got 23 Ks into me tomorrow, I'll tell you what, they better have paramedics on hand because Absolutely. Um, I might be required to what, be. What, marath- what half marathon is that? The Great Ocean Road Marathon. Ah. And the forecast for it, like, you know when you book these things six months in advance, <laughs> yeah. I will get a nice sunny morning. <laughs> I look outside, Joey, and it could not be a more miserable Melbourne morning, and it's meant to be the same tomorrow. So I am absolutely concerned. Hey, there is some big news getting around. Last night's game was fantastic. Did we see one of the best breakout performances of some time. We're going to get to that. Hawthorne, massive news, big developments last night. We're going to get to it all. Cam Mooney, speak to him. He's in a boxing bout. Butters has taken the mark, 48 out. He's tried to put a lot on it, and he's got plenty on it. 
He's made the distance. He's kept it low. He snap over his head. How pepper. Third Houston gets around on his right foot. Clearing kick from 40. So Lord goes the banana. Put Adelaide in front. Paul Francis picks up a beauty. Little kick from Rosie. Port Adelaide need him. The siren goes. Port Adelaide have had a famous victory at the Adelaide Oval famous victory. I thought it was exactly that. So it was all Port Adelaide in the first half. Then Melbourne finally clicking the gear, steal the momentum in the third quarter. And these young Port Adelaide midfielders led by Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, and even Jason Horn, Francis, were up to the challenge. A big win for Ken Hinckley's men at home, Joey. And I remember going back a couple of years ago and there was a whisper out of Port Adelaide that Ken Hinckley said that Zach Butters reminded him of a young Gary Ablett. And last night, he absolutely showed Gary Ablett traits, winning the hard ball, but then also using it precisely. Yeah, it was a Gary Ablett-like performance. And uh, I want to stop using the word young star because Connor Rosie and Zach Butters are now just genuine stars. Yeah, right. I reckon when you're in your fifth year, this whole young – no, they are just genuine stars of the competition. And they put on an absolute clinic last night. They were cleaner. Yep. They were classier. And they were better than the Melbourne midfield, which is very rare and very hard to say. But they absolutely outplayed them. Uh, the way they were just able to not fumble, use the ball beautifully, hurt them on the outside, match them and beat them on the inside. It was a complete performance by that Port Adelaide midfield. And they are setting themselves up for a genuine crack at a top four spot now. So that's interesting. Like, where, where is Port Adelaide? Because they've been a little bit untrustworthy last year, Lemo. You sort of, they were one of the big question marks coming into the year. They were indeed. And last year, a lot of Port fans were calling for Ken Hinckley's head. They were saying, Ken's got to go. We've had enough. We can't stand this anymore. He's lost the players. Yep. He's been there too long. And then fast forward less than 12 months, yeah. it's like, Ken's a bloody legend. We love him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cruel game. But he's doing an amazing job. And yep. listening to the post-match presser last night, yep. he just had a calmness about him, Ken, that was great to hear. All I would say is that Robbie knew who he was giving his jumper to. Has um, been vindicated, hasn't it, that he's handed it over to a pretty special player himself. And, and what I, you know, without individualising too much, but Zach's game deserves a little bit of that. I mean, I'm not sure that there's too many better games you'll see from a, a little fella, a tough, brave little prick who takes big moments and turns them into something special. Only time getting called a prick's a compliment. <laughs> it's, it's so Australian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Gives Pumping up yeah. someone's tyres. For those that are prick. late to the party on Zach Butters, yep. he is now the hottest player in the game. So oh, forget Jeremy what? Cameron, forget Marcus Bonson-Pally, really? forget Nick Dacos. Limo, last night he guaranteed the three votes. Yep. Yep. In the previous six weeks now, this will be his fourth best on ground, like genuine best on ground in yeah. six weeks. He's had maximum coaches' votes against the Western Bulldogs mm. in the game in the wet, against Essendon, against North Melbourne, and now against Melbourne. That's 12 Brownlow votes in six weeks. He's the hottest player in the competition. And I tell you, well, I'm a super coach guy. Yep. And in the league I play it, I'm up against Heath Shaw this week, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. 184 super coach point for Zach Butters. Wow. That is extra that is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Second best of the season, I think, behind Marcus uh, Bonson Pally. What about the flip side of this coin, Joey? Because Melbourne, you look at them, I sort of think broadly over the last 18 months, I thought sort of thought their ceiling is high as anyone. On their day, I feel like their football can be better than anyone else's. But they've had these real troughs in seasons. And I don't know, Christian Petrarca said one day, oh, you know, we get up for the big games or if it's not a big crowd or just a little mental question mark on whether they can sort of maintain that consistency. We know the talent they have. Why do you think that Melbourne aren't putting it together? It's an interesting one. Since midway through last year, you're right, they've been inconsistent. And we know how high their best is, but yep. they don't play it consistently enough. Yep. I, 
I just wonder what it is, whether maybe they've they've plateaued with their level of performance from their 2021 flag, and other teams are improving. So Are their you, bellies you, full? You, not bellies full. Were no, they no, satisfied? Just, no, I don't think that's the case at all. I think last year they would have been disappointed, and this was meant to be a bounce-back year, and I'm certainly not still riding them off. But mm. when you look at their wins, the Dogs, you go, was a good win, but then they've beaten Sydney, West Coast, Richmond, North Melbourne, the Gold Coast, and Hawthorne. So all teams that are in the bottom seven, really, and they've now lost to Brisbane, Essendon, and Port Adelaide. So... Look, they are they are still a contender because I think it's wide open at the top, but they've got some work to do. They need to find a bit more consistency with their performance because it's been a bit up and down this year. Yeah. Did Hawthorne lull them into a false sense of security <laughs> last week? Well, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe it was um, it was a problem. I mean, but then still, but if you want to look half glass full with Melbourne, yes, they were play they were getting completely outplayed, and then you blink of the eye, third quarter they're eleven yes. points in front, and you're like. How the hell did that happen? How yeah. did you get 11 points up yep. after being not even close to looking like it and then they just couldn't hold on? Having said that, they only lost by four points. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, in, so. in Adelaide against Port Adelaide, yeah, who, yeah. Hot, who won seven on the trot. Yeah. So it's not like they're far off. Now, we are talking about Melbourne being you know, as the, the standard or the benchmark. Yeah. They're just slightly off that, but they are still completely a, a big chance in a, in a wide-open race. Two quick ones on the days before we finish up. Pachaka, quiet first half, then went bang in the third quarter. That sort of um, symbolises a bit of that up-and-down action. We'll talk about Lockie Hunter's bump maybe in the next break, but he did kick a goal from the pocket in the wet. I'm not sure whether you saw it, but one of the goals of Great the season. Goal. Yep. Like it's a that's a you know it's a slippery small fish. little window he had to yep. kick that ball through. Yeah. Yep. And just what, quickly, do you think you'll get yeah. a weak Lockie Hunter for a front on contact? We'll get to that in one in one okay. second, Joe. There's two two concerns there for Melbourne. Yep. Um secondly, what's their best forward structure? Because they played Tommy McDonald last night, Ben Brown's still in the twos. They had Jacob Van Royen. Yep. Is Ben Brown still in Melbourne's best 22? Uh, I thought they had it right with Harrison Petty, but he obviously is now out for four to six weeks, so they're trying to find a replacement for him. I still really like Max Gorn as a forward. Yep. Last night, the conditions didn't allow him to show any of his forward craft, yep. but I still think it's Van Royen, Max Gorn, and Harrison Petty when he's fit. Fritch is a star, and they've still got the smalls that are doing their thing. Just a bit off last night. You got Port Adelaide. Top four now. Yep. Preliminary final bound. They should be playing in a prelim final if they're fair income from here, yep. And uh, what did you think of Ken Hinckley's rain dance just at the on the final siren? Did you see that? It's sort of like an Irish Ken's, Ken's become up. a bit famous over the years for getting a little excited post-match. And I love it. I like yes. a bit of colour and movement. Yes. I like a bit of passion. I yeah. love, love, love seeing it. Warren Treadray probably flat as a biscuit, um, considering he said his job was untenable after about round yeah. three. Do you know Nathan Brown once fire extinguished Warren Treadray on a footy trip overseas? <laughs> no, you heard that story? No. It's an absolute beauty. We might a get Sunday it rub story. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Right. We mentioned Lockie Hunter. We'll get to that in a sec. But also the biggest story in the game, the Hawthorne issue and Alistair Clarks and some big news on that last night. We're going to speak about the latest developments. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All right, this has been the most serious issue I've ever covered in 20 years of covering the AFL. It's a Hawthorne racism uh, investigation and huge developments last week when Alistair Clarkson, the coach at North Melbourne, um, put up his hand and said, I need some time out because the stress and pressure and the strain has been enormous on everyone involved on this, not just um, the coaches, Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan, but I think everyone involved in the claims. It has been a sad, sad story, but a big development uh, last night. So to a little bit of a timeline here. Yesterday morning, the information around this was that everyone was set for mediation. Clarkson and Fagan probably wouldn't be there. 
but um, the uh, people attached to the Indigenous uh, players and their families uh, would represent in a meeting in Adelaide on Tuesday. So Fagan and Clarkson would have some representatives there on their behalf. Yes, and that is where they would thrash out these issues, which we've all heard time and time again over the past eight months. And this is next Tuesday? Tuesday in Adelaide, coming up in three or four days' time. That was the expectation uh, yesterday morning, and it was all pretty solid around that being the case, and you thought, right, we might get, you know, get down and sit down and be able to thrash out some of this stuff. Late last night, a story written by Jake Nile in The Age, and he's one of the best, not only currently, but the best that has been, Jake Nile. He says that this whole investigation uh, is set to be wound up. Um, the mediation may not even happen, and that basically the claims are um, uh, will be unproven so that... Um, um, that, that it means that so um, they, they, the AFL won't find uh, a penalty against Clarkson and Fagan and Jason Burt and that basically both sides of the story would have to pursue their own legal options from here. So that would be a consideration for the Hawthorne players who have had grievances and then mm. clearly there are some legal options for Clarkson and Fagan and Burt who feel like their reputations have been significantly harmed over this process. So from an AFL perspective... This matter is about to be put to bed. According to the report, which, um, I mean, you have to take on face value that it will be all wound up. So and do that, you have a feel, sorry, if, yep. if it's going, if it's going to be, the, it's unproven. How can it be unproven if we have, if they haven't even heard from Fagan or Clarkson yet? It's a great question. So obviously they've gone through a huge, I think 37,000 documents. Right. Um, I think has been a big part of this wow. um, information. So that's, that's you know, it's taken eight months. That's eight months of information. So that would suggest that um, they can't move forward from that information right. with something um, proven. Now, I my, it was my initial first reaction. Well, hang on, don't Fagan and Clarkson have to put their side of the story hmm, I would have thought. first. But it, it appears from this report um, that it won't even get to that. Which so- is... So without speaking to Fags or Clarko, they've been able to establish that there's that saying there's not much to the claims. That's that's what it's that's what it's reading like. Um, mm. Now that is where, and you want to look at this balance. So then you go, well, what about the people who have the claims who have been through two sort of inquiries? There were some really serious allegations in that. You think, right? Well. Um, how would they be feeling about this development? And equally, how are um, Fagan and, and Clarkson feeling about this, given that they have been potentially dragged through this whole issue without yeah. the ability to say um, much about it? It sort of makes you think about the original report. Joey, you and I were live on radio in grand final week, and it was a bombshell mm, report, grand final week. Yeah. And the missing part of that story, or the part that it didn't include, was the Fagan and Clarkson words. What did they say about their... Um, side of the story. So potentially if Clarkson's going to pursue that matter, you think that's where he would focus that uh, original ABC issue and, and he might have a, an issue with that. I think we all look to the AFL and a, and a, um, and a comment from them over the next 48 hours about whether this is in fact true and it will be wound up. But you, I'm interested in your opinion on this, Lemo, because you're clearly friendly with Clarko, you've yep. got a relationship with him, and you love the Hawthorne Football Club. I so do, how do you feel about it? I do indeed. Well, the Hawthorne, the Hawthorne Football Club, people keep talking about the Hawthorne Football Club in this, but the Hawthorne Football Club's been around for nearly 100 years. Yep. It'll be 100 years in a couple of years. We'll be celebrating the centenary. And the Hawthorne Football Club is owned by the members. So to me, it's not the Hawthorne Football Club. It is certain individuals at the football club yep. that have done this. And the Hawthorne Football Club will get through this, get through the other side. 
So it's it, name as being involved with this ob- for obvious reasons. But to me, it's not the Hawthorne Football Club. Mm. It's individuals at the club. And, you know, I re- if these allegations turn out to be baseless, I mean, God, the reputational damage it's done to Clark Owen Fags is... So how do you really feel about Hawthorne being punished then as a club? What the, whatever well, that looks like. I don't think the club should be punished. Right. On the, yeah. uh, well, certainly now the AFL is winding it up. It, I, it feels like there'll be no that, punishments whatsoever. That, that's, that's the report. That it's mm. all being packed up and they haven't been mm. able to find anything substantive in, in, in that. So it, um, it will be interesting what happens to inv- individuals. From here, of course, there what the report was leaked. So I don't think it was never Hawthorne's intention to leak the report. It did get leaked outside of their um, control, and that really did debunk um, the whole process. So um, Clarkson stepping away. Did you get the impression... Um, that he was really struggling throughout this. So you sort of he went whack at Hawthorne on Thursday. Yeah, no, I I didn't have any clues. I got to say, yep. looking on as an outsider, I thought you know because he's a he's a pretty hard unit, Clark Owen. I just yep. thought well, business as usual for him. Yep. But clearly, that what happened at the halftime address last week. Yep. Which was one for the ages, apparently. Yep. I suspect he's gotten home after that and thought to himself, you know what. This is not, yep. it's just really taking its toll on me. Some bitterness and animosity, I think, was mm. the use that Ted, Todd Viney's, uh, in Todd Viney's words, I don't think he was particularly glowing on Sam Mitchell in a uh, conversation he had about him to the AFL Academy, Academy kids on Thursday, and that is when people noticed that there might be some uh, issues here. He might be really struggling under the weight. What about the North Melbourne players? We'll finish on this, um, Joey. So Kane Corns writes a column saying, Nick Larkey and Ben Mackay, why would they hang around? They'd be considering their futures. Brent Ratton takes over. They take on Sydney in a few hours hours time what would it be like as a senior top line north melbourne player in all this yeah it'd be absolutely right rough on them they've yeah. been through um a tumultuous number of years at, at north melbourne from reese shaw getting appointment and the way that ended to then the david noble um sort of era that yep. was it was a didn't succeed at all and now clarko they thought this was going to be you know something that could get them out of the doldrums and then for, um reasons un you know it's not for their own doing whether it's the players yeah. or clarko or north melbourne they're in a tough situation again. So I feel for the senior players, absolutely. It's yep. a tough time. All they can do now is just try and play the best footy they can. Give some great effort. Try and make their fans proud of something yep. today, you know, giving a, a strong performance. Um, hopefully they can they can sort of not let the burden of what's happened affect them and, and just go out and have a crack. But feeling for the players as well. Certainly times. has been a tumultuous time for the North Melbourne Football Club. To be really clear, we feel for everyone in this issue uh, who has been um, hurt or harmed or unhappy about the whole uh, process. There's no sides here. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Joey quickly's got to square off the Lockie Hunter suspension. I suspect he will get one match uh, for that bump on Connor Rosie. Connor Rosie sort of barrels in head first, trying to go for the footy. Lockie Hunter turns, doesn't have his hands on the footy. It doesn't contest the footy. Probably a one match. For yeah, mine. it's a fine line. A lot of people are saying he had the right technique, turned the body. But if you watch it in slow motion, he was a fraction late to the contest. Mm. Rosie was there first, head over yep. the footy, just had a duty of care. I probably agree. Are you speaking of suspensions? Uh, <laughs> attention must turn to the big hairy cat. We love him, of course. Does a sensational job for Fox Footy and was a superstar in Geelong's premiership reign. It's big Cameron Mooney. Hello, Moons. Hello, Jay. Hello, boys. How are we this morning? Oh, we're good, mate. Good to be speaking uh, to you, of course. Uh, Fox Sports, uh, Cameron Mooney. Don't miss Fight Night this Wednesday on Main Event, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. Moons, 
You are boxing big Tom Bell Chambers. I've heard you're in absolutely ripping condition and that right haymaker of yours is an absolute weapon. Is that correct? Well, I hope so, mate. That's I, I really do because uh, he's a big boy, Tommy. I uh, I, don't, I didn't actually play against Tommy Bell Chambers. and he's, he's Look, he's a fantastic person, but it was the first time I actually saw him up close and I thought, geez, I might have made a mistake here. <laughs> he was huge, Joey. Jeez. Hey, Cam, he's been living in Dalesford, living the good life. <laughs> he's lost his hard edge, mate. Don't worry about well, it. Well, let's, let's hope so, let me tell you. But, uh, no, look, it's, it should be a lot of fun. Um, I got the call about uh, six or seven weeks ago and they said there was a spot on an undercard and uh, it was something that I've always wanted to do. I almost did it with Fev a few months back and I was in you know, half-decent training mode. Uh, so the last five or six weeks have been uh, up the ante again, and we'll get in there and uh, see what happens. Hang on a sec, Moons. You said it's something you've always wanted to do. <laughs> I have it on very good authority that you punched clean in the chops one Lee Montagna <laughs> oh, when Geelong were playing St Kilda one day. Well, it wasn't more of a punch. It was more of a drop an elbow onto him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. okay. it, was a ch- oh, it was a cheap shot. I'll admit it. <laughs> hey, Moons, you know, though, when you are doing this fight Wednesday night, you're not just representing yourself or your family. You are representing everyone that works at Fox Footy. So <laughs> yes. our, re- our reputation is resting on squarely on your shoulders and that left and right fist of yours. So you better but make sure you do a good you job. You know the biggest thing is, Joey, and that is the biggest Biggest thing, it's you, you know, you're going in there. Your ego is is you know, it could be damaged here. You know, my ego could be damaged, so it is a little bit of a concern. But um, and, and, and to be honest, I am a little bit nervous uh, being actually in a ring with another man toe to toe. I mean, I've done a lot of sparring over the years, and I've done a fair bit of boxing, but uh, to actually stand in the ring uh, on a professional fight night with an with a crowd and all of those type of things, it's 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 a big one. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's a little bit nerve wracking as well. Uh, Moons, I'm going to be ringside with a lot of the Fox Footy crew. I'll right? be there. You yeah. get into the clinches. Can you hold the spit bucket for me, mate? <laughs> no, it'd, be, it'd be my honour. But if you get into the clinches with Tom Bell Chambers and you stare over the ropes, which face is the last one from Fox Footy that you want to see staring back at you from the front? Oh uh, well, I've I've had a couple of cheap shots from Kingy, so that's probably the one I don't want to see. Let me tell right. because you'd be sitting there laughing. Because yeah, he saw me at North Melbourne a couple of times get the suitcase punched out of me by John Longmire and, and Duckin a couple of times. So he's waiting. He's actually said to me yesterday, have you got sponsors on the sole of your shoes? <laughs> yes, thanks, mate. Well, you wouldn't believe it, Moons. There's one person in this studio here that's actually mm. had a professional fight. Jay-Z yeah. Clark has been in a celebrity fight, like a proper botchy match. What's the mm. boxing match? What's yeah. your advice, Jay-Z? Um, yeah. Have don't you got get a, hit. Yeah, don't get If you've got a good car, I mean, you're right, I am an internationally registered boxer. We're the one, one zero record. Uh, Joe, I was packing myself entering the ring. Have you got some tactics, um, Moons? Because when I, I went sort of um, too hard in the first round, and mm. it was absolutely gassed in the second and third. So have you got sort of a strategy? You're an angry bastard well, when you played. Yeah, we do a bit. I mean, it's just mate, I've, I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable behind the jab, mate. So we'll we'll see it. We'll see how that goes to start with. Uh, I'll try and I've actually got to try and find the range because obviously Tommy's got a lot of uh, a bigger reach than me, and I've just got to see how big his range is and try and get in under it, and uh, we'll go from there. But. As the great Mike Tyson said, mate, we've all got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, so we checked in with Tommy Bell Chambers too, the big Essendon uh, ruckman, and uh, he's sort of feeling pretty confident about things. Let's have a listen to Big Bell Cho. I got the phone call saying that they were after someone to fight Moons, and, um, you know, it was almost too good an opportunity to turn down. Um, I see myself knocking him out, to be honest, so I wouldn't have taken this fight unless I thought I could knock him out. So that's my plan. You know, that's what I'm really excited about doing.
knocking oh, you out. Oh, whoa, yeah, whoa. He, he came hard in the presser, Tommy. <laughs> let me tell you, we were having a good chat five minutes before it. We were hugging and best mates. And two minutes later, he's gone, I'm going to knock this brick out. I'm thinking, Jesus. <laughs> this is how boxing works, man. You've got to fire it up at the presser. You're not mates. Uh, no, absolutely. So no, once, uh, once that bell rings, Lima, let me tell you, it's going to be on. And if you got like a cut man, Moons, you know, every every good boxer needs someone to sort of rub their shoulders no, in that bike. Well, lucky and... I've got the great Will Tomlinson in my corner. Oh, so, world, world champ. He's got a fantastic gym down here uh, in Geelong. So he's been helping me over the last uh, few months. So, um, yeah, I'll have him in my corner and telling me what to do. Well, he's a big, hairy cat. We absolutely love him. Does fantastic work on Fox Sports, of course. Don't miss Fight Night this Wednesday on Main Event, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. It should be an absolute cracker. Cameron Mooney, thank you. Good luck, of course, taking on Big Tom Bell Chambers, mate. We'll be uh, cheering for you. Appreciate it, boys. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, Moons. Of course, we'd say the same thing to Tom Bell Chambers if he was on the line. <laughs> we, but we, uh, we love both these yeah. big fellas. Righto, uh, Lemo, more laughs from you. All right, the top five. <laughs> Inspired uh, by uh, b- roaming Brian last mm. night, chatting to Tom Jonas, mm. and then this happened down in the rooms. Who you got here with you? This is, this is Jesse and Bammy. This bloke's got a bit, bit to give if you want to ask him a couple well, of questions. Who is he? What does he, he do? He played for Brisbane. Did he? Yeah. How many games you play with Brisbane? How many games you play with Brisbane? Ah, uh, sweet <laughs> girl. Bugger all, all right. We might leave you alone at that. So uh, I am going for swear top five of swearing athletes. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's top five. Players f***ing swearing. <laughs> and I've, instead of just players swearing, I've gone for categories. Mm. All right. So the number five category is players who swear, yes. realise they've sworn, and then say S-H-I-T straight afterwards. <laughs> it's like almost part of an apology. Uh, the first example, uh, Olympian Kayleigh McEwen. Your mum Sharon and your big sister Taylor are there watching. It's been such a difficult time for your whole family. Yeah. What would you like to say to your mum and your sister for now? Yeah, oh, shit. Tim Taranto, another one. We've got the raging bull here. We've all missed him. Tim, two questions for you. One, how relieved are you to come back and get your first win of the season? Oh, it's, um, fuck, oh, shit. Yeah, it's good. Very good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and the third one who swears and then follows it up with a shit, uh, Sean Darcy. What does big Sean Darcy tuck into for dinner tonight <laughs> after a win? Oh, I'll be sleeping pretty soon, so. Hey, mates, uh, you haven't received a Brownlow medal, votes. <laughs> <laughs> just the magic, just the magic. Well, that's all right. Oh, mate. shit. <laughs> Here we go. All right, the next category is the player that swears and just flows through it and seemingly doesn't even realise uh, they've sweared. This is uh, Darcy Moore chanting to Mark Rusciuto as he's wandering off the ground at halftime. We had to, we've had to work really hard to get back into this game. They just absolutely slaughtered us in the first quarter. Feels like we don't want too many handballs. Their big guys came to play. They're f***ing marking everything. So we had, to fight, we had to fight really hard to stay in that one. All right, good luck in the second half, mate. Didn't quite have the seven-second delay ready. <laughs> <laughs> right, very nice. Uh, the third category is a player that doesn't even need the heat of competition to swear. Uh, this is Conor McGregor at a charity event being interviewed on Fox News as he's about to hand over a cheque. Uh, I'm honoured to be on the show. Frank, I'm honoured to support you. I want to just say your brother Stephen is a, f- is a, excuse me, is a hero. <laughs> you had it right the first time. 
Right, Conor McGregor <laughs> the there. Uh, the number two category is players that sound so cool swearing that you wish they'd do it more. Here's Marshall and Lynch from the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Bay Area, but when I look around the stands and I see that these motherfuckers, ooh, I mean, these stands. <laughs> I could listen to him swear all day, Marshall and Lynch. And the final category, commentators, who just don't quite get it right. First up, Dwayne Russell. Gold Gorko's son's rising. <laughs> <laughs> he had a shocker there, Dwayne. And finally, the 2016 grand final. Our very own oh, yes. Brian Taylor calling the goal of the match. Boyd took the advantage of played on from inside the centre square. Boyd kicked the goal. Boyd oh. kicked the goal from inside the centre. F- <laughs> I It was so perfect, though. Yeah. It was. It was. A, we were all thinking it. Yes. BT just said it. So oh, there we are. Our well top done, five Lee, categories of players yes. swearing. Very good, Lee, mate. Because there are a lot of potty mouths in the AFL at the moment. It's creeping oh. into the uh, post-match interviews and stuff. A lot of swearing. Remember the 2017 Grand Final. Four different Richmond players dropped the F bomb yeah. in post match uh, interviews uh, on the ground. Do you think you'll ever get so comfortable, Joey, to a point where you feel like you I can drop I don't the think I've got that in me at you five triple M. I don't think they'll let me okay. drop the F word like BT yeah. and get away with it. No. Controversial. It's time to catch up with Rusty. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, it's our great mate Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app, of course. And he is on the line. Hello, Rusty. Morning, team. How are we? We're very good, mate. We talked about the rumours a few weeks back, but the Supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen will head to America to try NASCAR. This is big news. Isn't it a really cool endorsement of our sport and also Shane's talent? He's going to drive for the Trackhouse team, which has been running uh, Kimi Raikkonen a little bit as well, to the former F1 world champion. So he'll go over at the end of June in a gap in the Supercars calendar. Incidentally, they're racing in Tassie this weekend. Uh, so he'll take in the Nashville race first, kind of understand the team and how things operate. And then the following weekend, he'll be on the streets of Chicago. Perfect place for him to have a crack at this. And I reckon the Americans will really sit up and take note of this bloke and what he's got to offer. Mm. But Rusty, the big news, obviously, is the F1 is called off this weekend in Italy. The flooding's been that bad around the track and the surrounding areas. It's really sad, actually. They've had loss of life there, as you know. I think uh, maybe 13 people tragically have passed away. So rivers have broken their banks. There's been landslides and so on. Uh, So much so that what would have been the support category paddock areas, the F2 and F3 areas, they're flooded. Uh, Where they were keeping the Pirelli tyre trucks got flooded as well. So this is bigger than sport, guys. So they've obviously um, wisely decided not to have a big influx of people into that area when... You know, there are bigger bigger things at play here. And a couple of the drivers got, got trapped by it as well. Some of them were driving toward the track for pre-event things, couldn't get through, mm. endeavoured to turn back. And, and um, you know, one of the Alpha Tauri drivers, for example, spent a night at, at the Hotel McLaren we're at just because he simply could not get through. So they're going to try and run it later in the year. It's postponed. But given how massive the F1 calendar is, you would think that's going to be, be difficult to do. And in better news, Rusty, the Aussies are doing magnificently at the Indy 500. Scott McLaughlin, fifth on day one of practice, and Will Power in the top four on day two. Yep, and the... But they'll qualify tomorrow, Limo, and the speeds are nuts. So this morning, they've cracked 233 mile an hour, right? That's 374 k's an hour. To put that in perspective, my friend, that is you are travelling 67 metres 
every second. They are flying there. So McLaughlin, the Kiwi, who's you know won the Supercars Championship and Bathurst and so on, he parked his car this morning and said we're really happy with what we've got underneath us, and he'll try and qualify for his third Indy 500 tomorrow morning. Hey, Rusty, what are the top speeds the F1 cars get up to? You're talking um, the rate that they get there is actually quicker than an IndyCar. That's what makes them so impressive. But some of the venues they go to, they don't quite get to those sort of numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, 370, because of how big the Indianapolis Oval is, it gives them that opportunity to stretch the legs like that. So uh, they're a heavier car, the IndyCar. They don't quite get to that speed as quickly, but they do have a very, very impressive top speed. I would be packing myself. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you're a good man, Rusty. We'll catch you next week. You're not alone, boys. See ya. Bye-bye. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, we've got a big second hour coming up, and uh, we'll be talking about the Blues. Can they pop the Collingwood bubble? Carlton been the big story all week, of course. That's coming up next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey, Jay, Kath, and Lemo. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, welcome back to Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Jeez, it's cloudy, it's dark, it's grey outside Melbourne. Sort of real wintry morning, isn't it, uh, Lamo? You would have jumped out of bed this morning and thought, where's my scarf? I did, I did indeed. No, I jumped out of bed this morning and thought to myself, as I was coming in here, yes. I looked at my six-year-old son and thought, if you skip Auskick, because <laughs> it's looking cold outside, your dad is not yes. going to be happy. Yes. But I'm happy to report he's there Yes, uh, and uh, all good. Good. And, and you're doing well to survive. You did the first <clears throat> hour. You're hanging in there okay? You'll just have boy? to... Be with me a little bit. Um, You're doing all right. Uh, You're doing all right. You know what I've been having a lot this week? Um, what's, what's that? A lot of soup. You know, you know the you know the whole thing. You got to have chicken pho or, yeah. or chicken noodle soup, right? So I've had more. I put a few chickens out of business. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've been bad week for great, chickens. Bad week for chickens. Um, Wait, so what you what you go to when you're sick? Well, your chicken noodle. Because oh, the chicken noodle, because yeah. Because that's what I thought you meant to have. I'm, I'm a chicken noodle guy. My grandma used to make chicken noodles. So yeah. I have this warm, visceral response yes. to chicken noodle Is soup. Is that your favourite soup? A hundred percent. Yeah. My, while we're at it, most overrated soup? Pumpkin. Tomato. Tomato soup. Oh, tomato. Yeah, you can't have tomato Great. soup. I'm a minestrone man. Nonna used to make the best oh, minestrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's nice. the old age question, Lemo. <laughs> Is soup actually a meal? Or is it just a little starter? It's a, it's a meal. Okay, it's, it's a, a meal question. if you have it with enough bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a meal. You have a whole garlic bread with it, it counts as a meal. Yeah. Then it's a meal. Soup on its own is not a meal. No. No. Imagine Joey as a youngster <clears throat> when his grandparents say, what soup do you want this morning? Joey says, oh, the one with everything in yeah, it. It's Australian, <laughs> but that's only, every time we went to Nonna's, that was only an entree. There was always a main to come after the soup. We <laughs> really? never just Yeah, never had just soup at Nonna's. Then you there get the big schnitter. Then we get some lamb or some schnitty coming up after, yeah. Dessert as well. Yep, yep. That was always the issue when all my mates, Cozzy or Rui, used to come to Nonna's for dinner every now and then is it was either pasta or soup and they would over, like, load up so they'd have two bowls of soup or two bowls of oh. pasta not knowing the main was still coming <laughs> afterwards that was only just the entree boys and they'd overeat oh very good you're right about tomato it is a horrific soup how does that get so Especially much out of the can it oh. gets a lot it gets a lot of publicity for a soup that's not that 
crash on. Oh, I, I agree. Because you think of the result. You go to the Supol, there's that, the Rosella cans are everywhere. Aren't tomato they? everywhere. Yeah, they're never oh, empty. I'll tell you what, they're never empty on the shelves. <laughs> Does? One triple D five though. Do you buy tomato? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's the game we are all waiting for on Sunday. As an under pressure Carlton currently in ninth spot take on the ladder leading Magpies. It was huge late last year and I can't wait for this one. Should be a packed house at the MCG, Joey. They've been talking about Carlton and the slow ball movement and why Harry Mackay can't convert inside forward 50. The pressure is building on the, on the Blues. Um, it's going to be a fascinating game, particularly as the Magpies look like one of the teams to beat. Where do you see as the big issue? Michael Voss keeps talking about executing and finishing inside forward 50, converting, and that's where Harry Mackay, who I think he's kicked – He's only kicked 12, 12 goals. goals, yeah. Yeah, in nine games. Is it, does he carry the burden for all this? Or how do you feel like Harry is travelling at the tip yeah. of this Carlton spear? Yeah, Harry Mackay has become the face of the Carlton ball movement. And look, to be fair, yes, he's only kicked 12 goals. And he is there to kick goals. And he's a Coleman medalist and everyone mm. refers to that. But they do have Charlie Cameron, another bloke that can also kick goals. Mm. And when you look at Harry Mackay, I think it's, um, yes, his goal kicking has become an issue. But it's between his head. It's confidence at the moment. He doesn't know whether to snap, drop, punt. He's mentally, he's a bit rattled. He just needs to work through that. But when you actually look at his numbers, he's still having a huge influence for his team. I mean, he's the number one mark on lead player in the competition. He's the number two contested mark player in the competition. He's still number seven in the league for marks inside 50. And he's above average for disposals for a key forward. Like, he's still getting his hands on the footy. He's still having influence. I'm happy to see him higher up the ground for a few weeks. If he does have troubles in front of goals and while they're working through those issues, let him play as a traditional centre-half forward. He's now got the running capability to mark it on the wing, provide an outlet for Carlton coming out of defence. He can wheel, kick it into Charlie Curnow. Like, there are things they can do with him. He's become a, a bit of the, as I said, the the face of Carlton. But And the frustrating thing with the Blues is they are doing other phases of their game pretty well. So they are defending. Like they're holding up really well defensively. I thought Wiedering, David King was talking about Wiedering having an average season. They're talking that? about as a team, defensively. Yeah, they're okay. holding, and Wiedering doesn't get beaten. So what King was critical of is he thinks Jacob Wiedering should be a more intercept mark. Think like Darcy Moore or mm. guys like that. He doesn't really do that. That's not how he plays. But they're holding up defensively. Their contested ball game and uh, is, is coming back and their clearance game is improving. It's just the ball movement that's the last part. So I don't think it's that far away for them. They've just got to be able to relax, free the shoulders, and when they win the ball back off turnover, play with some freedom and a bit of flair. You touched on their their execution. That's probably what they do lack, some creativeness and class in their forward half. Guys that can make something out of nothing, an Isaac Rankin or a Josh Rochelle, they don't really have that talent besides the two big boys, which is their issue. So if they can work through that, I give them a, give them a chance against Collingwood. All right, a lot of Carlton fans are enjoying listening to you because they have been losing it. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. Every Carlton fan I know has written this year off. Yeah. They've done it to us again. Yeah. How dare they give us a taste of success? This year was different, I think, because there was expectation this year. They expected to play. I think yeah. every other year, Carlton fans were for 20 years, like, oh, another year of this. Oh, this is the same. This year was a different feel. And I did believe it as well with the way they finished last year. Just hasn't reached those heights. Because they yes. had the, abs- the last two games of last year – it was almost the last kick of both games, yeah. and they missed out. Of and they're in finals if they win one of those two. Just the heartbreak of that, and then yeah. this year, oh, they having a shocker. Why am I laughing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, in terms of the conversation around the senior coach Michael Voss, it isn't in Brian Cook's nature or history to get really jumpy. You know, throughout his time at Geelong, I know people said, "Oh, has Voss got the strategy?" Or you know, have do we need someone better or whatever? Like I feel like Brian Cook 
will be a steady hand at the tiller for Carlton throughout all this. And I think if there is a review at the end of the year, I just, for Carlton people, I think that he would be a, a, um, a solid influence behind the scenes. I don't think that it is in his nature to sort of go um, to do anything too knee-jerk. And there are a number of factors. No doubt the ball, their ball movement and the way that they move the footy needs to uh, evolve a little bit from what the other teams are doing in the competition. But there's also a bit of, as a coach, you're only hamstrung with what you've got. So he can't necessarily play mm. an up-tempo transition game like Collingwood because they don't have the same players, the same running power yep. in the midfield as Collingwood. So you can't do that. So you also need to tailor your game plan. And every coach will tell you this. You need to tailor a game plan for the personnel you've got. And they are more of a contested ball you know, team that can't necessarily run and spread with the best of them. So mm-hmm. Vossi's tried to play that Control. way. Now he just needs to evolve a little bit and find the balance, maybe do some positional changes. Just keep evolving without throwing the baby out with the bathwater and completely starting from scratch, which a few Carlton fans probably uh, want. Which they want to do. You can't go second, Vossi. No. We're not the English Premier League. No. I'm, Chelsea's my team. They had three managers in one yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Sorry which I the, think is too many. Sorry about the English Premier League. What about the NBA? Jay-Z, have you yeah. seen the coaches that have got sacked there? The three winningest coaches oh. in the last three years. Mm. Um, the, the Milwaukee Bucks coach, the, yep. the Los Angeles Clippers coach. Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns yeah. coach have all, been, have all just been sacked because they've, yeah. they've been winning lots. It's crazy. Hey, good news for Carlton fans, though, yep. this week. You may lose on Sunday. Yes. But new footage, the the Zabruda vision from the grassy knoll came out this week yes. of Wayne Harms keeping the ball in at the 79 grand final. Yes. It turns out he was not in the fifth row, as most Collingwood fans will tell you. But you know what I've found when I've seen all this this week? And yeah. leave my phone. Carlton fans are actually disappointed. And I think Harms was disappointed that it was in. Because oh, I think they yeah, preferred right. the narrative. Yeah. It was out by a mile, sucked in, where you got the goal. The big I think question, they're a bit flat. The big question for me was, who's been sitting on this vision for 44 years? Why did it take this long? Yeah. So I someone like Monty Burns. Yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll get them. Hey, you think Carl are a chance in this? I just, no, worry. just a gut feel. More yeah. so of a gut. I just think the way the competition is, the, the backs to the wall, yep. it's more of a gut feel than, than anything with the way that they're going, but they're a chance, absolutely. I wonder with Collingwood's high-pressure game style, if Carlton try to muck around with it, I think the Collingwood pressure might That's overwhelm right. Carlton them. have to be able to handle the contest. That The only way you can beat Collingwood is to out, uh, to win the contest and handle their pressure. Yep. Not easy. Very few teams have been able to do it. It's why Collingwood are the best team in the comp. Be a packed MCG. I can't wait for it. You will hear the call live on Triple M with Nathan Brown, Lee Montagna, Steve Johnson, of course, and the great Daisy Thomas. We have a special treat, ladies and gentlemen, because tonight, of course, it is dream time at the G. And we have the wonderful people from, and I'm going to try and get this right, Yulnul Radio. Is that right? Yes. Yes, Yulnul Radio. Radio. It It is Sylvia and uh, Bakley, of course, have been calling this game since 2021. And this is an incredible initiative, guys, because you'll be beaming the call of tonight's Tigers-Bombers game uh, back up into the Arnhem Land. Am I I right there? Yes, Arnhem Land. Yes. So this, I mean, this is, um, what does it mean to, to the people back there who possibly, you know, don't get... Um, you know, or, or don't hear the calls in traditional mm. um, Indigenous language. Um, obviously, what does it mean to the, the footy fans up there? Um, like, it's really important and um, such amazing feeling to be the one to, you know, um, do the calling in Yulwamata. Because, you know, everyone back at Adamland are big fans of the sport, you know, the F- AFL sport, and everyone just, it's amazing feeling for them to hear Yulwamata on the radio, on the big big stage um and it's just yeah just such a privilege to do it especially uh for the mobs that's out in the homelands and don't have the opportunity to access that 
uh, live TV, you know, programs or anything like that. And this is one of the main source, mm. Yolongo Radio. Uh, so how did you, you're clearly both passionate about footy. Mm. Sylvia, you're a Lions fan. Mm. Baker Lee, you're a Hawk. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of Hawk fans up, uh, up your way? Uh, yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> so is the Lions. <laughs> I know you'd be thinking, let's, let's, um, should, Joey, should we get a taste of these uh, wonderful pairs action? Because mm, I know you, I know you're a superstar caller, Joey and BT and JB, it's such a wonderful job, but, uh, for uh, Triple M. But let's have a let's have a listen to a taste of the magic from Yulno Radio. And uh, Villain setting up number Yulno, Sen Chang Wei Ya, ball up number Kalki. Five seconds left. Four, three, two, one. Come, come, go! I love it. Now, that audio is taken from a documentary, mm. uh, which you can find on AFL On Demand, uh, mm. telling your story uh, there as well. Tell us, how did, you, how did your passion mm. for the sport lead you to be commentators? Uh, well... <clears throat> Like being being a um being a big um you know AFL um fan and it's like growing up <clears throat> watching the big names you know like BT Richard and all them up do like commentary. at Lee Montagna and Lee Montagna <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yep and um yeah it's just like I never thought I'd go and you know do this like broadcast live in AFL in Young Mat I never thought I'd do that because mm. like. Besides from all that, I'm a dancer and actor, and doing this is such a whole new feeling. It's like, just love it. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say that. You're a man of many talents, Sylvia. Is he a very talented very, man? I've seen very, he can act and yeah. dance and commentate. Yeah. He's very talented. One of very many talented uh, young men, young men, where we come from, yeah. And really Sylvia, much. and what does it mean for you to be one of the first female commentators for, just, mm. to do this? You did this last year, is that correct? As well, 2021. Yes, so a couple of round years eleven. Ago. So it must yep. be a thrill for you as well. Um, yes, it's also nervous. Yep, uh, mixed motions all at the same time. Only because, like, it says, um, calling out a game by a young woman for the first time, making history, and not just making my mob proud, but also women. Mm. Mm in particular, that is Indigenous of this country across the board. Mm, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I take my absolute hat off to both of you. How do you think you'll feel? I mean, how many times you've been to the MCG? I think it's 80,000, 85,000 expected tonight. You're going to have a full crowd. The, the atmosphere is going to be electric. How, do you, how are you guys going to feel when you're calling these big moments and get to the game and see a full MCG? Well, definitely I'm going to be feeling out of comfort zone, you know, but... This has been a long time coming. Yeah. 
And yeah, we're just going to have to try and make the best of it. That's and fun. Sylvie, do you have a favourite player who you love calling while they're out in the ground? Is there a particular player Good that question. you get excited in the commentary box when they're near the ball? I'll probably go with the Tiwi guy because he'll be my... Tipper, yeah. Oh, Tipper, yes. My inspiration. He's yeah. made for the big moments now, yes. Joey. You are you are the respected caller in here, one of the greats of Fox Footy. Can you have you got any advice for oh, these? Just call two it legends? like you're in your lounge room at home. Yeah. Don't think there's anyone <laughs> listening. Don't forget all the people that are hearing it. Just call like no one cares. Just have fun, let yes. it roll, and people will enjoy it. Yes. In in fact, I've heard Joey Koo and I've heard you guys call. Have you guys got any advice <laughs> for Lee Montagna in the commentary yes. box? No, really, no, to be honest. Just make sure you have a good a good line if the game's finished. Who wins? You've got to have a line. So if Richmond win, what are you going to say about the Tigers? Are they back? Are they have a nice line to finish when the siren sounds? There you go. And if you, can you leave us with a bit of something, uh, Bakley or Sylvia? Have you got Give us like Tipper a, kicks a goal yeah, to win yeah, the game. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So look, to get, call Let's, us that. Tipper. Have a practice. Tipper to, he, he, he <laughs> cr- cr- picks up a crumb on a half forward flank, runs yes. inside 50 runs and goals. And snaps it. Wins the game. Nice. Well done, um, guys. I can't wait to hear some of this. I'm sure you can get it on the AFL app. In fact, you can. You can hear Yolnu Radio's broadcast, the Dreamtime game tonight at 7.40 p.m. on the AFL app. You are absolute trailblazer is making a lot of your people incredibly proud. I hope you absolutely love the game tonight. We'll love listening to you, and thanks so much for coming in and, and stopping by, giving some of your... And showing Joey how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Mind uh, Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. much. Fantastic. That's Bakley and Sylvia, of course, from Yulnu Radio, an incredible initiative. Three games broadcast in um, traditional and Indigenous language uh, across the weekend, so that'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, again, thanks so much for joining us. It is uh, Joey, Jay, Kath and Lee. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Lemo, I sort of get quite jealous of some of the things you do in your life. You do all these magnificent things last week. You, You weren't here because you were. I was on a comedy cruise. A cruise ship. Uh, last weekend out of Brisbane. Where does the cruise go? Nowhere. Leaves Brisbane, goes out to the ocean and comes back. Does no, it really? It doesn't. It does. It leaves, <laughs> leaves Friday. It does a little loop and comes back. And it's marketed as a comedy cruise. There's a bunch of us comedians on board. Right. We do a whole heap of shows mm. and uh, and that's it. But I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've been on a cruise ship recently. It is elbows out of the buffet. Is that <laughs> what it is? Yeah, oh, that's mate. what I think people go on cruises for. They get the all you can eat, you know, the one price and you can eat as much as you like. That's it. And there's some, and you can drink and the, the bars as well. You do, people are just right. going for it. Are they in a good mood on their comedy cruises? Like, do they, oh, they, uh, they, yes. They love it. Are yeah. they ever? <laughs> mate, 10.30 in the morning, there are queues at the bar. <laughs> are you allowed to joke about this sort of material on the cruise? Can you talk about the buffet lines on oh, the Oh, you can talk ship? about the buffet on the cruise. COVID's okay. the only out of bounds <laughs> Cesspit for getting crook. Besides, oh, I would have thought on a cruise ship, Joe, you'd at least want to do a lap of an island. Wouldn't you want to at least see something or see a whale or something? Or... Yeah, yeah, Some don't... sort of reef. <laughs> Give us a reef. Just sit indoors, go out and come back. <laughs>
We don't even go out far enough to be in international waters. The, the kids can't even crack a beer. We've got to stick with Australian laws. Are you sure the engines actually go on? Or maybe it just sits there in the dock. I like the idea oh. for, the, for the comedians, though, because the people that are on the cruise, they can't leave if they don't like the gigs. Oh, yeah. they have hey, the worst thing is if you suck on stage, you've got to bump into everyone for the next three days. Good gig, Limo. Does someone get thrown overboard on that? Uh, hey, yeah, but then last night it was the other end of the spectrum. Is that right? I, I was at Royal Melbourne Golf Course doing a gig last night oh. for the Ivo Witten Cup, which is what the Royal Melbourne members play today. Right. And they have a traditional dinner last night. Did and they I was laugh the. At uh, anything? I was. I got a, got a couple of giggles along the way. Do you yeah. change your material significantly? hundred oh, percent. Did, did you did you wear a knit last night? I wore I wore a black tie. Yes, of course. I was up there. No, I was. Um, I said I was talking about the TV show Utopia. Yes. And I said, "Does anyone here work in the public service?" And then I laughed and said, "As if." <laughs> right. Oh. And then there was one bloke put his hand up. It worked. And I said to him, well, that explains the Datsun in the car park <laughs> in between all the Range Rovers out in the car park. They would have loved that. But it was a great, great night at Royal Melbourne last night. I had a good weekend on the cruise last yeah, night. Very, very Are you a cruise ship guy, Joey? I have not been on a cruise. That yeah. would be something I'll do when I'm 70, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple of my younger mates are talking about cruise ships and kids clubs and I just haven't quite oh, yeah, not yet. got there. <laughs> like, my kids get sick enough going to a daycare and dinner, let alone going on a cruise. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes, Joey. Quick one, Jay Z. Yep. The USPGA, the master, one of the uh, sorry, one of the majors in the golf uh, round two has just been completed. Just yep. an update for those. Victor Hovland, uh, the man, is leading five under. He's equal with Scotty Scheffler, who is uh, an absolute superstar. Bryson DeChambeau around the mark. Brooks Kepka. Also uh, in the top six, and our young Aussie, Minwoo Lee, is the best of the Aussies at the moment, tied for 10th at even par. Who do you like? Anyone? Uh, I don't mind. I love Scotty Scheffler. I yep. mean, it's a bit obvious he's so good, but he just keeps yep. winning. Yeah, it certainly does. Hey, uh, one of the highlights on the AFL calendar is Dreamtime at the G, taking place tonight, of course, between Essen and Richmond. I love everything about this game, the the the, the pre-game sort of spectacular, how um, – proud the Indigenous players are of this this platform and a celebration of the Indigenous culture. It will be absolutely spectacular. The clubs have done a great job of getting right behind this one. But what do you think, Joey? Because um, the Bombers, the back line is got some holes and we've got the Tigers who really turned it around against Geelong last week. Are the Tigers back? Do you think they can punch a hole through that? Really depleted Bombers back on tonight. Yeah, oh, look, I think the Tigers are on the way up. I think it's been a rough start to the season with a tough draw, some injuries, some tough losses. But they, the last uh, three weeks, they've played some of their best footy. And I think they'll absolutely get the job done tonight against an Essendon team where the shine's just come off in the last month. They are really struggling. They can't turn the ball over in the midfield. They struggle to pressure and defend through the midfield. They're relying on folding back and defending in their back 50, which I think plays into Richmond's hands beautifully. Richmond mm. will run the ball at them. They run and carry and handball. And if you don't apply pressure through the midfield, they will just continue to get the ball inside 50. It'll be scrappy, sort of wet night, but that's how Richmond kick their goals. They do it sort of unconventionally um, at ground level. So oh, I'm pretty confident the Tigers win this one and continue their climb up the ladder. Got to be hard to see how Essendon can, can kick a winning uh, score too. You know, their forward line has been depleted. They've got the weed down there, um, of course. But some really encouraging signs throughout that midfield. We know Trent Cochin last week, a kick goes forward. But Shea Bolton feels like he's got a bit of his mojo going. Timmy Taranto's been probably the most criticised player in the league so far this year. But winning a lot of hard footing is crucial to that engine room. Yeah, Tim Taranto's been excellent. He'd be winning their best and fairest. Liam Baker's had an awesome year across half back. But mm. you're right, when Shea Bolton and Dusty are getting yep. involved and are up and about, 
out. Richmond yep. looked like a different team. We've seen that last week. Yep. And Dusty always steps up in these big dream time games. Shea Bolton, you expect to as well. So that's why I think Richmond will be too good. Yeah. Um, what do you think broadly of the Bombers? Are we giving them a tick for this year? Because yeah, I feel so like far. they've been quite competitive. I mean, they got the wins early in the season. They've probably fallen off um, the wagon a little bit over the last month. I, when I look at Essendon, I feel like they've outperformed their expectations. Well, a huge bit. tick first five weeks. Last yeah. four weeks, not so much. So they've got to find the right balance. They've got to get back to trying to defend much better, apply more pressure. Um, they don't want the year to slip away. Still a long, long way in the year to go, Jay-Z. So yeah. positive signs early. They've been hit by injury, but uh, I think they're on the right path. Uh, and also the pick one I touted earlier. So if you could pick one of these two players, who would you go for, Joey? Would it be Nick Dacos or Zach Butters? Oh, Ooh. good. No, I can't go past Nick Dacos. Really? Three. Three years younger, four years younger probably. Uh, no, Nick Dacos. They're different styles of players. They are. Yeah, they are. I'll go Nick Dacos. Uh, I'll go, yeah, I think I'll go, yeah, Nick Dacos. He yeah. is the Brownlow medal favourite for a very good reason. But earlier in the show, we celebrated Zach Butters and one of the great performances mm, awesome. from a uh, young player we have seen or a fifth-year player that we have seen. Right. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Let us off, Joey. Uh, give me a spell, Adelaide Crows, bit of a sledge to Paddy Parnell, took one of the marks of the year. Mm. He's only a tiny little man, and the Adelaide Crows stitch him up, Leroy. Mark of the year no longer is awarded a car, and the GM of Toyota was actually in the crowd yesterday and witnessed the mark. They've been a generous partner of ours since 1991. Unbelievable partnership, longest partnership running in the AFL. So suitably impressed were they that they've decided to award Paddy with the car. And out comes a little toy car that I've got for my little three-year-old, one of those mini cars for Paddy Parnell. So oh. a little stitch-up. He genuinely thought he was getting a car. He really one did. One of the sponsors at the Crows. I thought Ford and the Cats had the longest partnership in the uh, oh, AFL. Nit- nitpicking. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Is that the give us a spell? The claim that it was the longest partnership? Your turn, man. Uh, the announcement this week that it's going to be a day grand final again this yes. year. I mean, seriously. How backward can we be? Move to twilight at a minimum. Yep. Move Agreed. to twilight. Get out of the dark. Like, oh, no, it's a bloody tradition. We can't <laughs> change it. Oh, it's been like that way forever. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, what about the kids? Think about the kids. Give them a bloody red cordial. Seriously, if your team's in the grand final and yes. you can't sit up past whatever time. And also, what kids have fallen asleep? Kids that are five or under. They won't remember it anyway. Yes. Tell them they were there. They won't remember what's going on. Still wear jumpers with the laces and tight shorts. If you want to keep tradition, like, yeah, yeah. seriously, exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm with you, Lemo. Very good. Hey, uh, give me a spell to the critics of LeBron James. I'm not sure whether you watched the NBA mm. yesterday. Denver beat uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Joey, and LeBron James missed an open dunk. Right, so he comes. He's got the whole half and he whole half court, and he tried to do a special windmill dunk. Oh no! And he he <laughs> no. stuffed it up. He lost the handle. It went out of bounds. And everyone says, "Oh, see, he falters in the big moments." Well, I was looking through um, some memes yesterday, and I saw Michael Jordan yes. did exactly the same thing. So give me a spell. This bloke has scored what is it, thirty eight thousand points? I don't think that ruins his reputation or legacy at all. Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Four and twenty. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. 
Hey, this one did happen last Sunday. It's been doing the rounds, but I really like it, and I think we should play it again. It's a dead set legend yes. of the week, and we have to give it to Bo McCreary's mum and the Collingwood Football Club for allowing her to give the pregame speech on Mother's Day. Chase that ball. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Voss has asked for her to go in the car. So, Harry, when you're in front of the big yes. sticks, make it count. Yes. I love that. One of the highlights of the season for me. For all the mums who take their kids to Auskick and junior footy for 10 years, a big shout-out to you because you are all, all are absolute legends. Hey, Lemo, coming up next, the Saturday Rub. we live from midday with JB, Bernie Vince, Billy Brownless, Damien Barrett at Marble Stadium. But I'll be joined by Cam Zuha. 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 <laughs> live in the box ahead of North Melbourne versus Sydney game. There's a lot to unpack in this one. My voice has absolutely packed it in. Thanks for putting up with me. It is Jay, Joey, Kath. We missed um, Joey, Jay, Lemo and Kath. We missed, oh my God. And a, and a, sh- a special shout out to the Zoo Hub. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Get the same game multi-feeling this AFL season with Sportsbet. Conditions apply. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santa Montana once <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>